0: By the way, let me pause long enough. We'll never get through, so I'm just going to give it up. In that ninth chapter, in that first verse, John begins that episode of the healing of the blind man saying, as as Jesus passed by. I preached a sermon on that about three weeks ago. Where I'm interim pastor, there's a lot of preaching in that as Jesus passed by. Think of all the things we pass by every day of our lives. Think of all the things we pass by, all the people we pass by. And yet everybody in this place, everybody on these grounds carrying some kind of a burden, some kind of a load. Decisions, crossroads, physical problems, mental distress, children giving us fits. I'll tell you, if it wasn't for beautiful little grandchildren, we could knock our kids in the head sometime, couldn't we? Now see, Jesus, as he passed by, saw that folks needed a word from him and a helping hand, a smile. As he passed by, he always did somebody. and I pass by in life we need to be sensitive like Jesus is sensitive enough of that or I'll preach that whole sermon alright 10th tenth ch- tenth chapter And here we have John describing for us the words of Jesus as he talks about the matter of being the shepherd he said I tell you the truth a man who does not enter the sheep pen By the gate, by the door, but climbs in by some other way, same as a thief and a robber. The man who enters by the gate is a shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. The good shepherd. Oh, my, 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 my. He knows his own sheep by name. My youngest is now 26, is in the process right now with her husband and little two-year-old curly-headed, blonde curly-headed boy moving from Memphis right this week to Richmond, Kentucky. When Candy was just uh, a couple of years old, three years old, I guess, uh, one Sunday after church, we had some some folks who were in town visiting us, and there in Chattanooga. And so while we were making conversation at the at the dinner table, I I asked Candy, I said, "Well, Candy, how things going in your Sunday school this morning? What'd you do?" Now I knew better than to do that. You always know better than to ask your kids what happened in Sunday school when there's company present. You know that's you know that's silly. But I. I forgot that. Anyway, I, I asked her, and she sort of sat there, and she thought, and she said, well, said we, we played. Well, that's, that's nice, but I'm sure you did something more to play. Oh, yes, yeah, said we, we colored. I said, fine. Are you coloring in the lines? Said, well, yeah. Well, what else? Well, said our teacher told us some bible story I said, that's nice I said, what else did you do well i said we sang good i just knew that you'd sing in sunday school what'd you sing mm. she thought a minute she said mm. jesus knows me this i love <laughs> we did just what you did we laughed But I'll tell you, in 23 years, I've thought about that a lot of times. She got those words of the little song wrong, but she sure did get it right. Jesus knows me. This I love. There have been some midnight hours in hospital rooms. I wondered if the first rays of the sun would ever break over the horizon and I remembered what Candy said as a little one Jesus knows me, he knows I'm here he knows what I need you see Jesus said that 2,000 years ago he said he calls his own sheep by name He has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. It's always a dangerous thing to get confused about the voice of Jesus. You see, we need to talk to him so often, we need to read his words so often, we need to know his heartbeat and live in such a way that when those errant thoughts flee through our brains, we're able to discern whether it is the spirit. Spirit of God, the voice of our Master that's talking, or whether it's just self or someone else. The Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd enters by the door. is recognized by the doorkeeper. He calls his sheep by name. Jesus goes on to say, I am the door. By the way, I've got another good sermon on that one, but I'll not preach it. I am the door. That's exactly what he is. Now, he goes on to say in verses down there about 15, he said that good shepherd will lay down his life for his sheep. The hireling won't do that. The hireling. The individual who's just hired to do a job, doesn't really know the sheep, doesn't really love the sheep, doesn't really care for the sheep. When the wolf comes around, the first one to leave is going to be the hireling. But the shepherd is willing to give his life to protect his sheep. And that's exactly what Jesus did. Verse 14 said he knows his sheep. Verse 16 said also that he has sheep not of this fold. When will we ever learn that? There's some Baptists who certainly think they've got a choice place in heaven, gonna be disappointed. And there are some folks who live all their lives thinking they're the only folks going to be there they're going to be disappointed jesus said i have other sheep not of this fold." and i'll tell you i'm mighty glad that i don't have to keep the celestial computer with the right names and uh, eternal security numbers of all the people who belong to the lord i sure would get it fouled up When in its day Roman Catholicism said, "If you don't belong to us, you have no way of making it." And when the Church of Christ friends, who are so prevalent and prominent in my part of the country, say, "Unless you've let us dunk you and get you under the water, unless you belong to us, there's no way you're not going to make it to heaven." Now, I've been kind of ugly at times, and I've said to one or two of them, "Well, if you're the only folks going to be there, I don't care if I go there or not." it's amazing to me how mean people can be on this earth years ago i guess about a hundred years ago when there was enough water in the mississippi river for steamboats to travel on it in memphis on one sunday afternoon now, I'm telling this because it had been told to me. I wasn't there. That was a... But 100 years ago, there were two steamship, two paddle wheelers. By the way, Friday morning, I'm really looking forward to being in Chattanooga, Tennessee, on the Tennessee River, and the Mississippi Queen is going to make a stop right there at Chattanooga. And I'm planning to see that thing. That's, that's going to be something. Well, two of these great big old steam rear paddle wheelers were there docked in Memphis. One of them had been chartered by the Memphis Sunday School Association. There was going to be a Sunday afternoon outing. They were heading one way, I don't remember, up or down on the river, and they were going to have have an outing and a picnic and a singing and some preaching and whatnot, but there was going to be a great time. The other steamer had been chartered by a gambling group and they were gonna head the other direction on the river and they were gonna spend the Sunday afternoon and evening in gambling and always always it never fails always there were folks you know who run late just late came a couple of them barreling down and they got out of their buggies and they ran down the wharf and they got on that dock and they jumped on just as the steamers that were happened to be leaving at exactly the same time going the other direction. One of the guys that wanted to get on the Sunday school ship boat happened to get on the gambling one and one of the gamblers got on the Sunday school ship. And off they went and they went on and got on and boys sort of settled down and got to looking around and and both of them were in the same situation, they, they didn't recognize anybody. You, you've you had that kind of a situation where you just get in the wrong place, and you begin to look around, and you say, wait a minute, where am I? Now the logical question to ask, which one was the most miserable? Well, I would hope that the guy who wanted to be on the Sunday school boat was a little miserable out there with all those gamblers. But if I was a betting man, I would bet that that gambler was the most miserable one with that Sunday school crowd. And I've often thought of that as i thought about some people who said, sure, they're going to go to heaven. And my question to them, why do you want to go to heaven? be absolutely miserable. And what you think, and the way you live, and what you believe, and the folks you've associated with all your life, you'd be absolutely and totally miserable in a glorious and wonderful place like heaven. Jesus said, there are going to be some folks in heaven that's going to surprise you. I have other sheep, not of this immediate fold. Now, he was not declaring a universalism and I am not a preacher or a believer in universalism. I'm simply saying this, that there are people in different places of the world, in different pockets of the world, who somehow, some way, without your help or mine, have come to know about Jesus Christ and have trusted Him. And for them... Jesus is the door to heaven. In 1969, I spent a month in India. A part of that time was in South India. And I had the privilege of preaching from some pulpits of a church group I had never heard of before I got there. Called the Church of the Mar Toma. Mar. And found out that there were 14 million of them down there. As many of them as we claim to have Southern Baptist. Notice I said claim. We can't find all of us.
1: 14
0: million. I said, Where in the world did you folks come from? And they said, Well, said Thomas. The disciple of the Lord heard the command of the Master when he said, Go into all the world. And Thomas came to India, and he came down here to South India, and he preached the gospel, and he organized seven and one-half churches. I said, Now, tell me that again. Seven and one-half churches. I said, I can understand the seven And I sure have seen a lot of those half churches in other places in the world, but that's an interesting tradition. Seven and one half churches he started, and from that, across two millennium, 14 million people believe in Jesus. Now you see, I didn't have them entered into the computer. And I rather suspect that there are some pockets of folks like that in a lot of places. They may not dot the I's and cross the T's in exactly the same way that would make me happiest. But if Jesus is their shepherd and they know him, and if he knows them by name, then I sure better not fuss about it. Tonight, we start at verse 22 in the 10th chapter. I don't know how far we'll get, but that's where we'll start.
1: Thank you, my brother, and we shall look forward to that See, One housekeeping reminder is that we get only fresh towels today. It seems that some have put their lineage linens out in the hallway you might need to retrieve those and put them back on your bed (laughs) you may have some bad places on your elbows in the morning if you don't I don't know how many of you change linens at your house every day but we'll let you spread it out a little longer here Uh, if you've done that and you really don't want to put those back on if you'll see me or Brother Harold thanks and we'll try to run down to Kmart and do something for you or make some rain You will receive only the towels today. Thank the Lord for the towels. Now we'll take our break. Be in your classroom, please, promptly at 1030 and then back here at 1130 for the Lord's blessings. Thank you so much.